Hello and welcome to another edition of the K-Pop Rama Podcast. I'm your host, Gyananman, and for today's episode, I actually have a K-drama to talk about for what seems like a really long while since the last time I talked about a K-drama on this podcast. And, you know, I actually mentioned, I think, a couple weeks back saying I wouldn't be able to do K-dramas in December, but uh, I luckily was able to sneak in a K-drama this week and it so happened to be a little k-drama called the school nurse files and i have to say it is probably the weirdest k-drama i have ever seen ever and i'll get to that in a bit in a bit but before we get into that of course if you like the podcast and you like what we do don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform we are available on just about any podcast platform you can think of and you're on apple Podcasts, and ready to subscribe and leave a five star rating on the podcast as it helps it a lot and last but not least if you want to follow our social media our social media links will be in the description below so without further ado let's get into the weirdest k-drama i have ever seen in my life And to start, I mentioned in the intro that this show, The School Nurse Files, could possibly be the weirdest K-drama that I've ever seen. And I say this because, well, it's frankly weird. It's really weird. Um, I'll be honest, um, going into this show, I was a bit hesitant, like even just watching the show, just based on the amount of mixed reviews this show has gotten online and you know i kind of figured since it was just only six episodes i may as well just give it a go and after watching i think around five hours of the show since it was only six episodes like i've already said i genuinely felt like i went on a mental trip with this show <laughs> um it's just really absurd and weird and Frankly, sometimes as well, it doesn't really make any sense or doesn't really explain itself either. And while usually if a show or just a story in general usually doesn't really explain itself that much, I would usually not like it. But in this case, I really liked it. And I think <laughs> I think for a lot of people who are into K-dramas, um, I don't think they would exactly have the same reaction as I have because... Like I've already said, um, this show is just weird, and it doesn't have the typical storylines that you would expect from a K-drama either, so I can totally understand why some people out there just don't like it, because let's face it, uh, there isn't the, there isn't really anything normal about this K-drama, as it's just really bizarre, and like I've already said already, just really absurd at times and i think in retrospect it really is in the benefit of the show because i think it kind of thrives on the fact that it's just plain weird and i think i think like a simple summary of the plot kind of sums up how weird it is in that you basically follow a school nurse or gayang in this case who for some reason has magical powers and she can see jellies at this school that she works at and it so happens that these jellies can make students at the high school act really weird and 
basically be genuinely insane. Um, they're, I mean, just based on what you see in the show, they're practically zombies, really. It's really weird, and what happens is that Gaiyang has to team up with Inpyo, who is so happens to be the grandson of the founder of the school and a teacher at the school in order to basically protect the students and the school at large from these really weird jellies that so happen to be there because of a mystical stone i mean not stone but pond that is under the school that causes people to have this really weird energy go around them and make them do really weird things really overall just really weird and you know i think it does that really well like i've already said like there's just so many things that are just so absurdly weird that even though it, like i've already said it doesn't make any sense at all why these things even happened i just took it in and just enjoyed it because the way they they presented everything was just so just entertaining and just honestly, just funny at times because, okay, I think I have to start with the jellies, right? Because <laughs> I don't know about what's about the jellies because frankly, they're all the CGI <laughs> in this whole drama. But the jellies have some character. Like they, they all, first off, they come in all different shapes and sizes and they're just all over the school <laughs> and you see them basically just infect all of the students in different ways and it, honestly it, it was pretty cool just to see that all unfold unfold because the jellies just basically screw with everyone's mind in different ways and for some reason for me it was really entertaining to see how these metaphorical jellies really can just mess the mess with the minds of so many people and to be honest i i feel a bit concerned that i actually enjoyed seeing all of that but it i don't know it was just really entertaining to watch because it just made people do the craziest things and it was just really weird like i i remember the moment in episode two i believe where like the jellies basically made everyone turn essentially into zombies and you know usually when you think of zombies you think oh they must be scary but no uh all of these kids who are infected by the jellies or like the influence of the jellies are really in essence just willing participants of a death cult really because the jellies are connected to the pond that basically drives young people to kill themselves which <laughs> seems crazy but then you see all of the students trying to basically jump off the roof which honestly did look really scary because there was one point where i thought oh no the the fence that is basically protecting them from death seems like it's about the break and it if it weren't for uh the the exploits of Gaiyang and Inpyo, who are the main characters of the show, by the way, uh, they would have died. And, you know, I have to say, speaking of the main leads of this show, they basically make this whole crazy 
concept work in my opinion because both Gaiyang and Enpio are so intriguing together uh, before I go on um, Gaiyang is basically the school nurse like I've, I've probably mentioned that before and Enpio is basically well he's really interesting in that he's actually the grandson of the founder of the school so he kind of has some really interesting backstory into all that and he's also a teacher who so happens to be one of the few people that actually believe Gaiyang because as you see in the show Gaiyang is a bit eccentric not that that's not anything bad but she is a bit different compared to everyone else and while she is actually doing the school a great service in getting rid of all the jellies or at least controlling them no one else can see the jellies but her and a few other people that I'll get into in a little bit and based I think I can imagine for basically everyone else at the school I I think I you can reasonably think that they all can agree that their school nurse is a bit crazy because she goes out hitting people with her toy sword and doing weird things and picking up things that seemingly like do not exist from their point of view whereas you know of course Gaiyang is picking up jellies and whatnot which you know seems a bit wild but despite how weird Gaiyang is just in general uh kind of just works with this show because what Gaiyang and Enpio do is essentially just facilitate the plot and make it just keep going forward from just a purely just story point of view and for a story like this where you know like I've already mentioned it's purely absurd at times you need some form of stability and you know that stability comes in characters that can at the very least despite how you know a bit crazy their actions are they can still move the plot forward and both of them do that really well and like I've already mentioned, their interactions are just genuinely great because, you know, I've already mentioned that Gaiyang is pretty weird at times. Like, you know, Enpyo is quite weird as well in his own way. And I think just their overall just weirdness just helps them just mesh together chemistry-wise. And I think that kind of just reflects on the fact that, you know, Gaiyang eventually, I think at least by like halfway through the show, the, I think he, she effectively developed feelings for Enpio, which, by the way, if this is the substitute for the typical K-drama romance, I actually quite like it a lot because <laughs> it, it was generally hilarious just to see Gaiyang do everything in her power to essentially hold Enpio's hand because in in the drama, uh, whenever Gaiyang holds Enpio's hand, um, she gains magical powers or at least gain more magical powers which i find hilarious and like every time like gaiyang tries to hold his hand um sometimes it's reciprocated but sometimes he's kind of weirded out by gaiyang and like he's like gaiyang what are you doing <laughs> it, it, it's just really funny and like their their chemistry together is just really great and like they are in essence i suppose the alternate alternative to the, I guess the typical romance that you would see in a K-drama and I think both Gaiyang and Enpyo even though like their romance isn't really like a main focus in the show they are in essence they are 
pretty much a very odd couple that just works and makes sense like on the surface like you wouldn't think that they would have any form of chemistry at all but as you see in the show they obviously do and it works out really well for both them and the story in general and you know these both Gaiyang and Impyo also help in basically defeating the evil that is in this story in well besides the jellies of course and just their really weird manipulative powers like over the school you also find out that there's several factions within the school that are essentially fighting over the power that the jellies have or basically the pawn like under the school has which where all the jellies come from and you find characters like Mackenzie who I don't know if this is meant to be like low-key shade but I find it really interesting that they brought in a Korean American <laughs> as a villain which I find really amusing um to be honest I didn't really think he would be a villain until like three-fourths into the show but I don't know like he just seemed really suspicious and then there's also other teachers in the school as well that essentially tell Gaiyong by episode 6 that hey we want to control the pawn because obviously there's very great value to it and you know it, it's just really interesting because it just brings in just this really honestly the, the horror aspect of this show like I've already mentioned before where it's essentially a situation where you're finding two cults basically fighting over the power of the school which you know i think in a way is kind of a reflection on real life and a form of social commentary and you know i think for a lot of people i think they kind of missed on this and you know before i even go on i should say that you know i might be totally wrong on my observations but you know i think in the whole this pure insanity that you see in this show. I think people kind of miss out on the fact that this is showing, I mean, the conflict in this show is showing how, you know, society really wants you to conform to whatever status quo that they want you to conform to. Like, they really, really want you to do it because, you know, it provides governments or like, you know, nations or states a lot more accessibility in their ability to essentially control you and the fact that you have two cults in this drama basically fighting over the control of the pawn is to me it shows that you know they want the power to control a lot of people and you know i think that that kind of shows how powerful this conform conformity actually is and you know i think the fact that you know what everything that happens in this drama is not normal at all and the fact that everyone in this show outside of gaiyong inpyo and a handful of students find this like perfectly fine this kind of just shows how, you know, again, how powerful this status quo and conformity within society actually is. And, you know, in this, 
in this like drive for conformity, I think you also see what happens when society encounters things that kind of go against what they believe in. And, you know, I think unfortunately, that's kind of represented through Gayong and Pyo and all of the students that kind of gravitate towards <laughs> Gayong and Pyo because, you know, I think just based on how everyone acts, I think one common denominator that you can find in all of them is that they're all outcasts in their own way, especially in the school. Like, it seems to me like all of them are kind of branded as weird folk. Like, you know, I think if you were to put it into like a real life example, like I'm, you know, I went through the high school system here in America, and I'm sure it might be the same case in other schools around the world. But, you know, I, you know, there's always that click or like those people that you kind of brand as those ones that are a bit odd. And, you know, looking back at all of that, I kind of find all of that really off-putting and honestly kind of really bad but you know these kind of things happen and I'm sure they still happen today and you know I think the main characters group I'm just gonna say group because there's kind of a lot of them but they're all weird in their own way and unfortunately the school in general kind of treats them as such and they kind of get persecuted and they kind of get you know, they get left out of a lot of things, which is kind of telling as well. And I think in two particular examples, I think you see this a lot. And I think one of them is when uh, Sung Won, one of the students, essentially gets hazed by his fellow teammates in the basketball team. That, I think right there is, I think, a moment where it's pretty clear that, like, Sungwon's own teammates find him really weird and they're trying to do everything they can to essentially just get him off the team and that's saying a lot and honestly it's really sad because you know I've known people who have been hazed like that in a situation similar to that and it's not nice you know and it can it can do a lot to you mentally especially at the very you know very very gentle age that is you know teenage years and you know there's another moment as well and this actually kind of shocked me a little bit because in episode six um there's a moment where there's a couple of the students that basically announced to the school well it kind of felt like an open secret at that point but they basically announced to the school that they're gay they're a lesbian couple and first off, I have to say, I was a bit caught off guard by the fact they would just throw that in in the last episode of the show. Um, I was, not that it was bad. Like, I'm actually kind of happy that they actually have LGBT representation in a K-drama. But like, it, 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 it kind of caught me off guard. But then you see everyone in the school essentially just make fun of the couple. Which, you know, I should also say, um, I should have said this before I even mentioned the situation, but honestly, that whole moment in episode 6 is a pure trigger warning. Like, 
you know, if if you're like socially sensitive to those kind of situations, which honestly, you should rightfully be sensitive to those kind of situations because that's like an act of discrimination and it's frankly disgusting. But, you know, I think you, sh- you should also kind of take in the fact that um, the harsh reality is that Korea doesn't exactly accept the LGBT community. It's actually quite difficult. Like you can, I could go into a whole other podcast about it, but to t- the TLDR is that LGBT is not exactly accepted, and unfortunately, the way that they're perceived in the show is unfortunately indicative of what society feels about LGBT. They think they're weird, they're strange, they're odd, and you know they get singled out, and you know it's really just genuinely awful, and. You know, in a way, like as I've already mentioned before, like Onyoung and Impyo are kind of saviors to all of these characters that are kind of branded as outcasts and weirdos because they don't try to change these kids. They kind of just accept them for who they are and just just go on with it. And you know, I can really, really genuinely appreciate that because you know what. What this show was basically trying to tell you is that, you know, being different is totally okay. And, you know, no matter how weird you might seem to be, you're still you. And I think as long as you're not harming anyone, you're totally fine. And I think that's what the show is trying to express to the audience. Granted, in a very, like very abstract way but that i think that's what it's trying to express and i think that's a very respectable message to send as we honestly live in a world where we like ostracize people who are different like we single out people who are different and we like defame them and all that and i think this drama kind of helps people see how damaging all of the defamation can be on people who are different and you know it also shows that you know as i've already said being different is perfectly fine and sometimes when society tries to basically eradicate or just hammer down on people that are different it leads to unintended consequences as we see in this show and you know (laughs) this is kind of the end of my eight minute rant but you know i think this is a very important submittable message that this drama does show and, you know, I think a lot of people might not have catched on to that. So, you know, if you agree with what, I, what I'm thinking, you know, you know, let me know. Uh, I might totally be wrong, like I've already said. But, you know, outside of the story and all of this, I do have a few, you know, criticisms of the show. It's obviously not perfect. And, you know, a lot of people already don't see it as perfect. But I think for me, there were a couple things that I would would have loved to have an explanation on um story wise uh there's a couple aspects that i would have loved to see an explanation mainly because i was just curious and personally i kind of felt that these two aspects of the story were kind of important um one of them was just npo's grandfather's connection to the cult uh safe happiness and just why he even founded the school in the first place um they admittedly they did kind of touch on that a little bit in the show but they didn't really go into too much detail why i'm not sure but you know i would have loved to see an explanation to that because 
that whole thing honestly intrigues me and i think there's honestly a whole other story that goes <laughs> into the founding of the school and all that so i would love to see that maybe in a second season hope touch wood but you know i think other than that um i do admit that some of the villains of the show so basically Mackenzie and like the other teachers that are basically fighting over the school uh i kind of generally do feel like they're kind of underutilized a little bit because you know while this drama does a really good job in explaining the lore of the universe like what that this drama is in and like the jellies and all of those other things like i feel like the the villains or like the people trying to take over the school just didn't really get enough airtime like it i find it really odd that you know there's a lot of effort pu putting mackenzie in the spotlight at around like episodes two or three and then all of a sudden he kind of disappears into episode six which i found a little bit odd because i kind of figured the story was kind of hyping him up to be one of the main villains of the show but then he disappeared for some reason which again felt a bit odd and you know I, I, maybe it's just a, a matter of time constraints i suppose since they were kind of they kind of had the work of a six episode format but you know that's it, kind of a shame i guess but you know overall i think you for me i can kind of overlook these criticisms as i was thoroughly entertained um you know as i've already mentioned before this is not your typical k-drama this is not your typical k-drama story where you have a long drawn-out romance it's definitely not that this is a very Honestly, in a way, I, I, I can't really title this as a K-drama, even though it is, because it feels like an indie movie, if that makes sense. Like, the abstract ideas and just the overall just ludicrous things that you see in the show, you would usually see in something that's very indies. And that's, that's not to say that indie's bad. Indie is genuinely really good. But, like, you know, you usually don't really see plots like this in a mainstream K-drama. So to see something like The School Nurse Files do something like this is generally just really great. Because, you know, over throughout this podcast, I've seen multiple K-dramas at this point. And I've noticed that they all kind of follow a formula. And not that's not to say that that formula is bad, but... You know, after a while, I, I want variety. And, you know, this drama, even though it's only six episodes long, provides that. And, you know, it's just really, really great. And if you want something different and also something that isn't as long as your typical K-drama, I would recommend this because, honestly, it's different. And, you know, I think in a way, if you let it, if you're willing to kind of accept the pure absurdness that is this show... I think it can make you think in the way that it, it, it made me think. And I think it's just a very, very enjoyable experience. And, you know, let's be honest, I was there for the show for the jellies. You know, aside from the main characters, you know, I was there for the jellies and the ducks. The ducks are great. <laughs> uh, I, I didn't mention this earlier, but hands down, the ducks are honestly my favorite supporting characters in a K-drama ever. And you have to watch the K-drama to figure out why. Because I can't spoil it. Because they just arrive at moments where you don't expect them. But you absolutely want them there when you see them. 
if that makes any sense. But anyway, uh, that wraps up my overall just thoughts on this K-drama called The School Nurse Files. It's just a really weird trip, and honestly, one of the weirdest K-dramas I've ever watched, and I've thoroughly enjoyed it. <laughs> and, you know, this is honestly surprising, because going in, I did not expect much, just based on the reviews, but, you know, I'm really glad I was thoroughly surprised. So... That wraps it up for this week's episode of K-Pop Rama. Uh, I should also say, considering next week here in the United States is Thanksgiving, I'm actually going to take a week off uh, just just to recharge my batteries. And, you know, I, I should also say um, I'm actually still going to work on K-Pop Rama stuff. It's just that I'm going to upload whatever I work on for next week for the following week after as I'm actually prepping for finals at school and I don't want I don't want to be in a situation where I have to skip a week like I did a few weeks back because I, I feel like that's kind of bad on my part because I essentially caught you guys off guard with no episode one week and honestly the analytics haven't really recovered since that week so you know I'm gonna make sure going forward like going forward from Thanksgiving weekend that uh you know you guys get an episode every week because that's what I promised so you know I'm gonna do my best to make sure I you know I keep to that promise and you know yeah I'll admit it's quite difficult to do that especially when you have to balance school and work and all that so yeah it's tough but I'm gonna make it work because I really love doing this but anyway uh, that concludes all of my admin that I have to say going forward and yeah um, Wherever you are in this big, beautiful world of ours, I really hope you enjoyed this episode of K-Pop Rama. And be sure to tune in in two weeks where we are going to talk about probably more K-Pop or perhaps more K-Dramas. We'll probably see. But until then, this is Gian from K-Pop Rama signing off. Thank you and have a great weekend, everybody. And have a brilliant Thanksgiving as I'm not going to be able to tell you guys happy Thanksgiving next week as there's no episode. But yeah, until then, take care. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye.